0: Welcome to Heard at Heritage. Heard at Heritage features cutting-edge analysis and thought from leading experts in and across the conservative movement, as well as premier events and programming from the Heritage Foundation here in the heart of Washington, D.C., brought straight to you.
1: Good afternoon. My name is Angela Saylor. On behalf of our president, Kay Coles-James, Welcome to Heritage's first National Civics Expo. As Americans become increasingly concerned for the need for civics education in our schools and other institutions of civil society, many parents and other Americans are seeking innovative resources for teaching civics and the history of the institutions of our free society. But people want to do that honestly without further dividing Americans. As the president of the Fulner Institute here at the Heritage Foundation, my colleagues and I are working day and night to ensure that families know how to make civics fun, engaging, and inspiring while bringing families closer together. We do know that finding great civics resources and the time to use them can sometimes be challenging. That's why we've launched Level Up Civics a project that empowers parents across the nation to be the frontline providers of civics in the home. Level Up Civics makes it easy to learn the most important lessons from America's history with tools from dinnertime discussion guides to in-person trainings and events. Our learn-do-tell model makes it easy. So as we gather today for the National Civics Expo, I want to share a new resource the Living Civics Map. The Living Civics Map connects you and your family to historic locations around the country. Through the Living Civics Map, you can create lasting memories with your family by experiencing American history and civics in your own backyard. All you have to do is click and find fun facts to share with your kids, like Edison invents the light bulb, on October 22nd of 1879, or even explore fun places to travel and experience the relevancy of history to today. As we get ready to start the program, again, I just want to thank you for joining us and for your commitment to level up your family's education and awareness of American civics. We thank you for your commitment to be involved in your local schools and we thank you for encouraging other families in your network to start their own shared civics journey. Ladies and gentlemen, our moderator, Peter Lipset.
2: Thank you, Angela, and thanks to all of you who are in the viewing audience, whether you are here with us live today or watching it uh, later. You know, when the pandemic hit, my wife and I, like so many of you probably, turned into teachers age as everything switched online and then when the new school year rolled around we made the big decision to actually begin the homeschool you know i really enjoyed being my kids civics and history teacher for last year it was a lot of fun and i learned a lot as well now i'm fortunate enough to be married to an educator and that makes the homeschooling process a little bit easier not everyone has that luxury nor is homeschooling right for every child but Whether you are in a homeschool or a traditional school, parochial, private, or even an online school, we understand that we all want our children to get a well-rounded understanding of the bedrock American founding principles and how we live those out in the modern world. So whether you want to be the teacher or just augment what your kid is getting in school, you are about to discover a wealth of resources to help enrich your children's and your own knowledge of civics so here's what's going to happen over the next hour or so we are going to hear from 15 leading civic education providers from around the country they are each going to give a shark tank style three minute pitch talking about the civics resources that they have available for you and your family the presentations are going to be divided into three groups now Between each group, you're going to hear from a review panel made up of a scholar and a parent, a college student, high school student, high school principal, teacher. Their live feedback will give voice to some of the things you're noticing and also help highlight some of the neat stuff that you might miss in the presentations. But we need you to do more than just listen. We need you to be an active participant in this Level Up Civics Expo. Your opinion matters, and we want to hear it. So here's how we're going to do that. After each group presents, you are going to see in that presentation window a little ballot pop up. We want to invite you to vote on the most engaging civics content with a positive approach promoting civil discourse and with roots in the American founding principles. So when that ballot pops up, we'll prompt you to pick the one of the last five presentations you saw that really highlighted something for you and really sparked an interest. Um, Your feedback is going to inform our expert judges, who will convene in a few weeks. These are a part of Heritage's Restoring Civics Working Group. They're going to deliberate, and the winners are going to be announced on Bill of Rights Day, December 15th, 2021. All right. Well, with that, let's get started. I'm going to invite our first group of presenters to the stage. First, you're going to hear from the Woodson Center's 1776 Unites Project, American Civics and History Initiative. Civic Spirit, James Madison Institute down in Florida and the Sutherland Institute out of Utah. And so with that, let's go to our first presenter, Woodson Centers, 1776 Unite.
3: Thank you, Peter, and good morning. It's such an honor to be part of this uh, civics expo. Uh, My name is Ian Rowe. I'm a senior visiting fellow at the Woodson Center. The Woodson Center was founded 40 years ago by Bob Woodson and has been committed to this idea to empowering Americans to become agents of their own uplift. And one of the ways that we want to ensure we do that is that we want particularly young Americans to develop a deep and shared understanding of our nation's history that is accurate and expansive. The painful truths and the celebratory achievements, words and all. For this reason, Woodson Center developed the 1776 Unites curriculum, which ultimately will become a supplemental K through 12 curriculum. Currently, we're focused on high school, but we center around compelling stories of Black Americans' incredible achievements against the odds, as well as character-based lessons like resiliency uh, that feature the Woodson Principles, uh, and, and we want to empower students to take charge of their own futures and find their place in the American story. All of this information is free. they are downloadable lessons, educator-designed presentation materials, new lessons posted each month on 1776unites.com. We'll say that 1776 Unites curriculum was founded in response to the discredited New York Times 1619 Project which falsely claimed that the country's uh, uh, founding was 1619 and not 1776, that the founding principles were false when they were written, that the country was founded on a slaveocracy and not a democracy, we reject all of those ideas. But it was important that we had something that parents and teachers could say yes to. So we've developed the curriculum, and already it has been downloaded more than 21,000 times by teachers, parents, uh, teachers in uh, charter schools, district schools, um, uh, private schools, religious schools, home schools, after schools, prison ministries, people that want inspiring stories about the Rosenwald schools, or Biddy Mason, a slave who ultimately died a millionaire, amazing stories that you may not know, because we want our young people to understand that they live in a good, if not great, country, where the founding principles around faith, family, hard work, free enterprise, those are tools that they can utilize to empower themselves and become agents of their own uplift. Tools like the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, those tools have embedded within them the the ideas of self-renewal and self-betterment, the same tools that we want young people to know that they have within themselves. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much. Great project. All right, up next is the American History and Civics Initiative. So
4: take Thanks, it away. Thanks, Peter, and thank you to everybody for taking time out to be part of this uh, this morning. It's still morning here in the Central Time Zone. Uh, my name is Jonathan Greenberg. I'm the Director of Freedom Initiatives at the Jack Miller Family Foundation. We're a primary funder of the American Civics and History Initiative. <clears throat> um, I'm also an ordained rabbi. When I was in seminary, I had a Bible professor who taught us that the best teaching comes from deep learning. And I really believe that that's true, especially in a field like civics and history. You know, in math and science, there are correct answers, and the goal is to arrive at those correct answers. In civics and history, we also have correct answers, but the goal is to then take those, organize them either in your head or on paper, and fashion an argument out of them. So you could give 10 high school kids the assignment of telling you when the American Revolutionary War started, and conceivably, you could come up with 10... Uh, different, but essentially correct answers. Um, In order to judge those, then you'd have to, as a teacher, you'd have to really know what you're talking about. You have to be a content expert, but we don't really train teachers to be content experts in America. We teach teachers pedagogy and theory. We teach them social emotional learning and childhood development. We don't teach them to be content experts. And the problem then is that leaves them to bring content in from outside of their own expertise that they may not really understand if it's good content or bad content, it leaves them susceptible to bad pedagogy, bad material, and frankly, bad faith. But the thing is, teachers should be our allies. We believe teachers want to be our allies. So the American Civics and History Initiative exists to help communities and patriotic policymakers create a teaching core of content experts. It's a first-of-its-kind partnership between three nationally recognized organizations, the Jack Miller Center, the Bill of Rights Institute, and the Ashbrook Center. And the goal is to provide ongoing, high-quality content-based teacher training to as many middle and high school uh, civics and history teachers as possible. So we started with a two-year pilot program last year in Florida. It's been a tremendous success, despite all of the limitations put on us by COVID. And now that we've proven that it works in Florida, the plan is to expand it to Texas and a couple of other states and eventually to your state, to every state. Because regardless of demography or geography, we believe that every American kid needs a founding in America's founding principles. Uh, So we teach things like the Federalist Papers, the Bill of Rights, major Supreme Court cases, the philosophical underpinnings of things like federalism and checks and balances, We teach the debates on the Constitutional Convention. Teachers need to be experts on these things. And the sad truth is most of them right now aren't. But we believe they'll want to be. We believe teachers, the people who are most directly responsible for what our kids actually learn in the classroom and how they learn it, we believe they can be our allies. So I'm asking you to help us push for policies in your states that incentivize content-based by uh, teacher training instead of woke indoctrination. Visit our website at amcivics, amcivics.org and see the great work that these three organizations, the Jack Miller Center, the Bill of Rights Institute, and the Ashbrook Center are doing and have come out of their silos to do together. Thank you.
2: Thank you, that's wonderful. All right, up next, our next presenter, Civic Spirit. Take it away.
5: Thank you so much, Peter. It is such a privilege to be here with all of you. My name is Lindsay Bressman. I'm the executive director of Civic Spirit, and I feel very privileged to be here with you today. To have an effective democracy requires a sound system of law, but how people behave within the structure also matters. In the next minute, I'm going to walk you through a Civic Spirit lesson. A link to it will be provided after our presentation. Let's open with a simple question. As a parent or grandparent, how do you talk with young people about being a good person, a good neighbor, or good citizen? We start with one of the oldest lists for ethical civic behavior, the 10 Commandments. Reasonable expectations, don't kill, don't cheat, don't steal. We then turn to founding father Benjamin Franklin's 13 virtues, which he formulated in 1726 as a list of personal virtues for a successful life and strong community. When you take a look at this list, what jumps out is relevant in your life. Do any surprise you? What do you think about the idea of cleanliness as a virtue? Let's move on to Martin Luther King's commitment card. These were the expectations for everyone who joined him in the nonviolent movement for civil rights. I also want to draw attention to our Pledge of Allegiance. The Pledge of Allegiance was written in 1892 in a book called The Youth's Companion. It is an aspirational idea of a collective nation, indivisible, unable to be divided, which says something about our expected behavior to one another. Under God was included in 1954. Notice that all of these rules for behavior incorporate faith and reverence to God. We would ask students, what do you think about that? Is religious morality a necessity for, the eth- for ethical behavior? How does James Madison's understanding of human behavior described in Federalist Paper 51 relate to this conversation? After reviewing these pivotal historic texts, we would encourage students to identify attributes they would want to see in their neighbors or classmates. We might ask students, could you share your list with your family or community and listen to their reflections? This lesson is an example of Civic Spirit's approach to civic education. Specifically, we focus our programs on three things. Cultivating a sense of civic belonging, connection to one city, state, and country, democratic fluency, which we define as understanding governmental systems and having capacity to close read founding documents and primary sources. And three, the practice of civic skills, problem solving, and respectful discourse. We partner with faith-based schools and youth organizations, providing professional development and student programs that align with our three-pillared approach. We've connected with hundreds of educators in over 20 states. In late winter, we host a virtual civic symposium with free classes open to the public. Sessions include setting Alexis de Tocqueville's understanding of the American party system and a workshop with the News Literacy Project on becoming a critical consumer of media. We'd love for you all to join us in next March. You can learn more on our website, civicspirit.org.
2: Thank you. Thank you. That was great. All right. Coming up next
6: from Florida, the James Madison Institute. Thank you, Peter, and thank you for giving me the fourth position, which seems kind of fitting since I hail from the James Madison Institute. And of course, James Madison was our fourth president. Um, For those of you unfamiliar with JMI, we are a state-based public policy think tank in Tallahassee, Florida focused on Florida issues. We were started in uh, 1987, the 200th year anniversary of the Constitution and have consistently focused on civics education since our founding. Indeed, over the last 10 years, more than a million Florida students, parents, and teachers have taken advantage of some of our programs. Many of our programs we do in partnership with other um, existing enterprises like Boys State, Girls State, the State History Fair, but some of the, our projects are, are, are all our own. We take a number of historical reenactors around our state to do performances in schools and at Hope school conventions. We also do regular field trips to naturalization ceremonies where we expose high school students to the process of becoming a naturalized citizen. Those are often very inspiring and I would highly recommend them. I want to speak a minute today about um, a booklet, an award-winning booklet that we've produced the last 10 years called Celebrate Freedom. This is done in partnership with the News and Education Department at the Tampa Bay Times and is distributed statewide during Celebrate Freedom Week. Um, During that week, students throughout our state are expected to focus heavily on that key passage in the Declaration of Independence that begins, we hold these truths to be self-evident. And so our curriculum unpacks that passage, helping students to better understand what the founders meant when they talked about equality, about God-given rights, about liberty, constitutional government, the consent of the governed. And as you can imagine, we give appropriate attention to the key figures that were involved in many of those debates including James Madison, of course, but we also, throughout our curriculum, give a lot of attention to a number of distinguished African American leaders who throughout our history have affirmed these ideals and have challenged us to live up to uh, these ideals and, and become a more perfect union. One of the most popular aspects of our Celebrate Freedom curriculum, which is found at our website, is uh, the thought experiments that we use to give teachers an opportunity to stimulate conversation in the classroom and that a lot of parents, especially homeschooling parents, but others have used in conversations around the dinner table with their um, uh, children. These thought experiments often give students a chance to wrestle with ideas like, what is the difference between equality and equity? Or what is the difference between persuasion and intimidation? And one of the things that we find is that the clever ways in which we have um found to introduce these topics help students come away with a better appreciation for why equality um is better than equity and why we should be concerned about things like cancel culture um indeed one of the things that we will be unveiling next february is a new curriculum um that is designed intentionally to push back against cancel culture and to give students in speech, rhetoric, and English composition courses a better understanding of how to make an argument that others will hear. That I think is the most important distinguishing characteristic of our work, which is that we um, seek to help students not just understand founding principles, but to know how to uh, share them in a convincing way with skeptics who question our nation's goodness. So go That's to great. Jane well, thank you here. very much.
2: That is uh, a terrific program you all have. Now we're going to go to the Sutherland Institute in Utah. Sutherland, take it away.
7: Peter, thank you very much. I'm Rick Larson, CEO of the Sutherland Institute. For 25 years, we've been serving the state of Utah. Um, like many organizations and citizens, Sutherland surveyed the political landscape and arrived at two conclusions. One, our form of self-government Governance cannot survive the current levels of division, civics ignorance, and ideological contempt, and all are connected to the the emphasis of history and civics curriculum. Two, we applaud those engaged in curriculum countermeasures. Our contribution is context. And that critical question, how did we get here? Since the (laughs) 1960s, public education has (laughs) de-emphasized history and critical thinking skills, Current civil unrest and dysfunction can be tied directly to an impoverished understanding of how our form of government came to be and how it works. K-12 civics and history curriculum and standards are inadequate and not equal to the challenges facing the next generation. The Sutherland Civics Initiative provides context to this call for a STEM-like movement, a recommitment to complete sequential and accurate history in civics. Context leads to solutions and the outcome will be a future generation of citizens and leaders capable of governing and confident in our most trusted institutions. Our initiative offers parents these resources. One, a civics teaching toolbox, listing and ranking online curriculum resources. Two, shareable assets, including AEI scholar Yuval Levin, explaining the formative nature of our civics institutions and a video cottage meeting that helps parents discuss How civics atrophied to where it is today three original publications including education 101 which is a sequential book that explains how civics education fell from being the mission of public schools to one of its lowest priorities and our founding documents explains why these are necessary to a complete civics education all of these elements are supported by published research that actually reveals agreement among most parents and teachers when it comes to the importance of civics, as well as the lack of support training and materials for civics education teachers. We also offer a media campaign of both digital and traditional materials and a legislative strategy that helps parents recognize sound policy solutions like transparency and choice. And finally, Sutherland has embedded civics lessons in every article and newsletter. The result of this initiative will be a solutions context. When seen through this lens, people recognize that many of the challenges we face today are symptoms of this larger problem. And with such clarity, we can create real solutions. For more information, you can visit sutherlandinstitute.org slash civics.
2: That is terrific. Thank you very much. Uh, That is the end of our first cohort of presenters. And so now it is your first opportunity to cast your vote. Which of those presentations really sparked an interest in you the most? What connected with you? Is there a resource in there? You said, that is awesome. That is really dynamic. Make your pick. You'll see in the presentation window the choice of the different five different presenters that just presented. Pick one and hit submit. And uh, while you're doing that, we're going to turn to our dynamic review panel for the first time. This review panel is going to give us some positive comments about what they just saw briefly before we move on to the next cohort. And so first, I'm going to go to uh, Greg Hopner. Greg is founder and CEO uh, of the GSAR School of Arts for Film Animation and the Performing Arts. Greg, what stood out to you there?
8: Oh, well, all of them were wonderful. Uh, what a choice, huh? But the one that got me the most, um, I thought was uh, very interesting, was Jonathan Greenberg, American Civics and History Initiative. Um, because they're talking about teaching the content to the teachers. Uh, yes, all everybody's focused on teaching the students and their uh, descriptions are wonderful. I, I, I couldn't really pick out one. But the thought of going to the content of the teachers is really, uh, for me, extremely important because uh, he is correct. He brings out a very salient point that these, that teachers uh, are just don't have the content. Uh, they have the superlatives, they have the information of um, you know what's on the surface, but they, they really don't have the content to teach it. And I, I agree with that. He, he did a wonderful job there, but every one of them, I loved every one of them.
2: Oh, great points, Greg. Thank you for those insights. And now we'll turn over to Jill Cullis, Jill is a retired educator from Colorado. Jill, what stood out to you?
9: hi good morning thanks for having me uh what stood out to me was um i would agree with my uh, colleague previously they all had some great things to to share and i appreciate that as a former social studies teacher of, of civics um they had some some great stuff but i would agree um, the american civics and history initiative is what stood out to me i think what really grabbed my attention was the number of primary documents that they that they're using in their curriculum that was uh you know that when you get rid of the fluff um and you go just to the primary documents and you understand the the voice of the founding fathers um you're gonna have a far stronger uh content
2: great points excellent uh so so much still to come uh thank you for our first two members of the review panel the poll is about to go away if you haven't voted do it really quick uh, and then we are going to invite our second cohort of presenters to the virtual stage here These next five talks are going to come from five more great groups, the College of the Ozarks, Freedom's Foundation at Valley Forge, Great Hearts Academy, Leadership Program of the Rockies and the School of Civic and Economic Thought at Arizona State. And we are going to start with College
10: of the Ozarks, so uh, take it away. Thank you so much, Peter. What are the pillars of your children's education? For 50 years, College of the Ozarks has been committed to the patriotic education of our students. For us, patriotic education goes beyond the head knowledge of civics by cultivating our students' hearts to love America and their hands to serve their communities. In this way, our education is applied. It seeks to cultivate a calling in our students, a devotion to founding principles, a resolve to seek justice for others, and a hope that God will guide our future. This form of education is lost in our society partly because people are afraid to use the word patriotic anymore. Nonetheless, American children need more than head knowledge. They need to learn to love our nation and hope in its future. This is why on the eve of America's 250th birthday, we're taking our tested models, programs, and curriculum and making them available to everyday Americans, to parents, to grandparents, to educators, and concerned citizens through digital and physical patriotic education kits. These kits will offer youth across America the opportunity to revive historic American values and virtues by working through our patriotic education curriculum, kindergarten through college. By learning our pillars of patriotic education, students learn Liberty's foundation is rooted in hard work and free enterprise. That Liberty's lessons come from a knowledge of American heritage, especially a commitment to individual and religious liberties. That Liberty's cost comes through the sacrifices of veterans and their families, and that Liberty's legacy can only be furthered through virtuous public, civic, and military service. Although we spend 17 years working through this curriculum with our students at School of the Ozarks and College of the Ozarks, we've designed these kits so that they can be used in minivans and cars across America, whether on the way to the grocery store, to school, or soccer practice. Our goal is simply to inspire a movement of patriotic education across our nation that empowers parents and grandparents alike, whether in a car, at the dinner table, or in a classroom, to help their children learn the pillars of patriotic education the pillars of liberty. How different might our nation look if every American child, like those at our institution, knew all 50 states and capitals, as our kindergartners do, could sing the Bill of Rights, as our second graders do, could recount the power of liberty's famous words that Lincoln recited in the Gettysburg Address, as our fourth graders do. Yet we want more. We want our children to love their communities and nation, not because it's perfect, but because it is good. So we would ask, would you join us in this movement to cultivate patriots who are unafraid to love their country with their head, their heart, and their hands? If you're interested in one of our new patriotic education kits, you can go right now to hardworku.org, and you can see these kits on our website. Sorry, I was holding it upside down. Thank you so much for today, Peter. Thank
2: you. Drop one of those in the mail to me. Uh, I can definitely use that. All right. Coming up next, the Freedom Foundation at Valley Forge. Take it away.
11: Thank you, Peter. Lots of people demand their rights as citizens, but how many accept the corresponding responsibilities? That's what we're about. Freedom's Foundation at Valley Forge inspires the rising generation with the history and continuing vitality of our Charters of Freedom, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. Established by luminaries, including General Eisenhower, Freedom's Foundation operates from a handsome campus bordering Valley Forge National Historical Park, crucible of the American Revolution. Our 75-acre campus features boys and girls dormitories, classrooms, a dining hall, even a chapel, enabling us to host multi-day residential programs right where history happened. During the school year, we bring students here from around the nation for immersive, intensive, educational, leadership development experiences focused on America's founding. During the summer, we bring teachers here for week-long, college-accredited, graduate-level professional development courses in American history, civics, and character development. Participants aren't merely informed but transformed becoming worthy disciples of the American experiment. We invite you to send your students to us. Learn more at freedomsfoundation.org. Meanwhile, we offer several resources you can use at school or home. Today, I'd like to share one, the Bill of Responsibilities, a respectful corollary to the Bill of Rights. Freedom and responsibility are mutual and inseparable. We can ensure enjoyment of the one only by exercising the other. The Bill of Responsibilities teaches young Americans to take responsibility for their actions and the consequences, to respect the rights and beliefs of others, to do their best to meet their own needs and to help others meet theirs, to obey the law, to respect the property of others, public and private, to participate constructively in the nation's political life and to help preserve freedom by assuming personal responsibility for its defense. The Bill of Responsibilities is provided on our handout. You can also download it from our website, freedomsfoundation.org. That's freedoms, plural, foundation.org. Discuss it with your children. What happens when the responsibilities of citizenship are neglected? What power do we have when they're embraced? And if you'd like, share your experience with us via social media. God bless your efforts. We'll see you here in Valley Forge. Thank you very much.
2: And I'll pause just quick here. Uh, you heard a reference to uh, a handout. And I do want you to know that each of our presenters has put together a one-pager to compile some of these resources that they're talking about. You'll see it in the list of links to the left of the screen that you're watching now at the very top the different one-pagers, all of those, that bill of responsibilities you just heard about, uh, the boxes, links to the different programs and uh, different things, it's all there. I definitely encourage you to download that at some point before this is over to make sure you've got it and can follow up with the things that are most relevant for you. All right, let's go to our next presenter, the leadership program of the Rockies.
12: Hi, Peter. Um, I'm Shari Williams. I'm the president of the leadership program of the Rockies. And my story began in the fifth grade when I organized kids on the playground to yell, we hate Mr. Stooky, we hate Mr. Stookie. Then the principal called my parents and told them I was taking over the school. Luckily, my parents recognized early leadership skills. But looking back on that experience, I learned a valuable lesson. Nothing really changed. Why? Because in life, there's yellers. There's tellers and there's sellers. Most of us are yellers, and our anger changes nothing. Some of us are tellers who think if people just knew the facts, then they'd get it and agree with us. This rarely works. Shouldn't we be more persuasive? How is it it even possible that our country is going down the tubes? How did socialism sneak in? Well, to fix it, others are focusing on, on young people and teachers, and that's good. But we focus on adults, adult super influencers. We recruit and we train them. Although teaching young people civics is very important, our view is that the urgency is to get to the adults. Those are the people who surround the child. Adults are the role models. Only the adult decision maker chooses if the American founding is important and taught. To help them understand, those adults understand, we offer a tool called the LPR Liberty House. Here's the idea. Freedom is like a roof. It will crash without support, but that roof is supported by eight pillars we call the conditions of freedom. Those pillars are principles of the American founding, principles like the rule of law and limited government, but the roof and the pillars would fall without a foundation. The foundation is citizenship. The elements of good citizenship are citizens who are self-reliant, citizens who are self-restrained. Those citizens have to be willing to assert themselves to the government and have to be armed with civic knowledge. So they must understand this structure so freedom doesn't crash. All of us are horrified by what schools are teaching now. Not limited government, not the rule of law, but a destructive progressive agenda parents forget that it's their responsibility to direct the education of the children, not the teachers union or the government. Our LPR graduates embrace this responsibility. Here's one example. Before Deborah went through the leadership program, she loved her country and thought she understood civics, but she was very frustrated because she couldn't explain what was in her heart. After the leadership program, she rallied her neighbors to attend a school um, board meeting to stop the teaching of critical race theory. She didn't get angry. She persuaded them. The board had already hired a consultant to implement CRT, but Deborah convinced them to cancel the contract. Our training made her persuasive. Our tools made it easy. She knew what to do and then she did it. She says we changed her life. We hear that all the time. Our results show with the right knowledge and tools, adults have impact. How do we do it? We turn yellers into sellers? Well, our tools are so effective that school board members, legislators, businessmen, parents, they all carry it wherever they go. LPR has graduated over over 1,800 influential leaders with programs in Colorado and Connecticut. They went from yellers to sellers. Find out how we teach adults the founding principles. Become a yeller, become a seller, not a yeller, and go to leadershipprogram.org, get your copy of the Liberty House, and imagine that every adult in your daily circle knew how to persuade other people the, about the blessings of liberty. We think it can, can come true, and it's up to you. Thank you. Thank you
2: so much, Shari. That's terrific. All right, our final presenter in this group is the School of Civic and Economic Thought at Arizona State. uh, Take it away.
13: Thank you very kindly. Appreciate that. So the United States requires prospective citizens to take a test demonstrating proficiency in civics. But survey after survey repeatedly shows Americans fare poorly on it. Many more wish they or their families had stronger civic knowledge. We know there are parents, teachers, homeschoolers, or even citizens or prospective citizens who would like a way to learn or teach civics, but who may not be well, especially versed in it themselves. Our hope is that the civic literacy curriculum, provided by the School of Civic and Economic Thought and Leadership, is a tool that will do just that off the shelf. Our school is an academic, academic department at Arizona State University that focuses on traditional American constitutionalism and civics, and the core texts and ideas that shape Western civilization. It offers undergraduate and graduate degrees, all delivered in the small seminars of a liberal arts college while delivering the advantages of a public research university, including one of the most impressive public lecture series in the country, bringing viewpoint diversity to ASU. Through our Center for Political Thought and Leadership, we reach beyond the scholarly world to bring the public civic education resources, such as this Civic Literacy Curriculum. The Civic Literacy Curriculum is a resource for teaching and learning American civics, both the what and the why of the American project. Organized around but going far beyond the US citizenship test, it is available as both a full curriculum and abridged study guides. The abridged study guide is an essential how-to guide to passing the United States citizenship test that also elaborates on the underlying logic and serves as a basic summary of the American constitutional order and political history. It's approximately 60 pages total, divided, like the citizenship test itself, into seven sections with supporting text, videos, flashcards, and the like. The full civic literacy curriculum is a more comprehensive treatment, which, while organized around the citizenship test, is designed to go beyond it and be a fuller civic education, one prioritizing civic knowledge, not action civics. Each lesson begins with a background write-up, expanding on the study guide materials to explain the history and logic of American principles and institutions in more detail. It includes brief discussion prompts, but at the core of each lesson are substantive exercises, which, consistent with the teaching philosophy of our department, often include and are based on canonical primary source documents abridged for readability and classroom use, things like major speeches from the founders or Lincoln or Supreme Court cases, but some lesser known uh, texts as well. So for example, an entry on the American Revolution has users read the Journal of a Soldier explaining what he's fighting for. Or the section on the Cold War has students read declassified reports from Soviet archives detailing the evils and mass starvation that came from Stalin's authoritarian policies in Ukraine. We hope the civic literacy curriculum is a useful tool to help teachers, students, parents, and citizens understand, cherish, and defend the ideals and institutions of our constitutional republic. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. What an interesting idea. I would like to think that I could pass that test, and it would be interesting to go do it. Maybe some of you are thinking the same thing. Well, what stood out to you in there? We're going to put up a poll for those last presenters again, and we want you to, to vote on which one of those presentations, and not just the presentation itself, but the resources available, the substance of what's there, what stood out to you, what's really valuable, because uh, that is why we do this. That is what this is about. So cast your vote. It's right there for you, and uh, we're going to, as you do, we're going to turn to our dynamic review board again. Well, again, they're going to provide some positive feedback Assessment of what they just heard, so with two folks here, so first we're going to hear from Natalia Vasquez Pavetovich. she's an alumna of the University of Alabama. Natalia, what did you see? What stood out?
14: Hello, I'm excited to be here today. Um, I think that all the presenters in this cohort had relevant information that would be useful and beneficial. However, what stood out to me the most was the presentation done by the representative of the College of the Ozarks and their focus on the founding principles of the American Foundation and their devotion to patriotism. Uh, The University of Alabama specifically is one of the most veteran-friendly campuses in the nation, and I think we need to go back to our roots. I think that because there is so much division given the recent political climate, critical race theory, and censorship happening nationwide, it would be very helpful not just for students at the university, but for parents, other students, and the faculty. I think their program will unite us in our founding principles, not just as students, but as Americans.
2: Let's hope. Uh, that is a, it's a great point and great insight. Thank you, Natalia. Next up on our, from our reviewing panel, panel, Stacy Washington, who may be familiar to some of you as the host of Stacy on the Right on SiriusXM. Stacy, what would you hear?
15: I have to say that um, I have some personal experience with a couple of the organizations here in cohort two, College of the Ozarks, we toured it with our oldest daughter, we loved it so much. She chose another school, but it is someplace that I recommend highly to people. And to find out that they have a box that you can get um, to use in your own home with your children. I will be promoting that heavily because I didn't know anything about it. Um, so I, I, I really resonate with that. All of the, the speakers in Cohort 2 brought forward uh, important points that are helpful to us as Americans as we battle critical race theory, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and other really, uh, their mendacious so-called policies, things that actually hurt and do not help. And so parents have to be involved. But my favorite was leadership uh, of the Rockies. I spoke there a few years back with Tommy Laren and Charlie Kirk on a panel. And I have to say, they really do what she shared that they do, which is they take a person who's a talker and a doer and they turn them into a seller. And afterwards, people who graduated from their program have gone on to do amazing things. And I recommend it highly. It's worth the time and effort to get that kind of training. So uh, I-, I loved all of them. And I'm so glad that I was able to be a part of this today.
2: Thank you, Stacy. Great feedback, and uh, agree wholeheartedly. You know, it it is incredible, isn't it? All of these great opportunities for our kids, and frankly, even for us grownups, to to really grow in our civic knowledge that are out there. Uh, and and hopefully, you've heard a few things so far that you didn't know exist, but you think might help. And, uh, and we're not done. We have three. Uh, we have five more terrific groups for you to learn about. So we're going to bring our final cohort of presenters here to the virtual stage. Next up, we're going to hear from the American Journey Experience, Constituting America, Generation Joshua, NCFCA, Christian Speech and Debate, and rounding us out, the American Cornerstone Institute. And so we'll go to our first one here, the American Journey Experience. Take it away. You there? Noah? Uh, well, while Noah's getting ready, let us jump over, if we could, um, to Constituting America.
16: Thanks, Peter, and I thank the Heritage Foundation and Level Up Civics for this wonderful opportunity. My name is Janine Turner. I'm an actress. You may remember Northern Exposure, Cliffhanger, Leave it to Beaver, but I'm also the founder of Constituting America. So what is Constituting America? Our mission is to educate students and adults about the relevancy of the Constitution because when my daughter was a tween, they weren't teaching that in school. So we've created a wonderful, 11 years later, wonderful multi-tiered organization. And I wanna tell you about teaching tools just for you. One is the George Washington Speaking Initiative. Who? Elementary, middle school students, high school students, college. What speeches? We give two speeches. One is the relevancy of the Constitution, and the other is how to have a civil, civic conversation. When? Per request. Where? In person, in the classroom, or we can zoom into your classroom. I've given over 500 of such speeches. How? You just free. You just sign up. Are we the future contest? Who? Elementary, middle, high school, college students, educators. What categories? Poem, art, song, PSA, essay, sim, speech, and for teachers, lesson plans. When entries are due constitution day, September 17th. Why the prizes? Scholarship money, a mentor trip to Washington, DC, and national promotion of the winning winners works on TV, radio, film publications, millions of households only do this. Our academic study, 90 and 90 equals 180, history holds the key to the future. It's for adults and students? What is it? Academic resource essays on the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist Papers, the Classics, and more. When it's kind. Constitutional Chats, this is a podcast. I'm your host with Kathy Gillespie and our student host panel. What is it? It's to study the Constitution in the hot topics. When it's live on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. How you can watch via podcast Zoom. And if you miss it, you can watch it or listen to it on Apple Podcasts or any forum. Why? To educate students about the Constitution and its and constitutional principles. Clips for classrooms, one of my favorites. Who is for students and teachers? What? Our winners of our We the Future contest have created their winning works, their clips. So it's student to student learning, peer to peer. But I'm in a few of them too. So you can get these teaching clips, where? On demand, download them on demand. And it's an American thing, ask Jeanine, or it's an American thing, ask the team. What is this? It's a Q and A, 30 second Q and A teaching clip. It's for students and adults. And it's available on social media or at our website. All these are available on our website, constitutingamerica.org, or it's an American thing.org. Because after all, the constitution, it's an American thing, (laughs) right, Peter?
2: That's absolutely right. That's great. Uh, And and this is why we have those one-pagers, because as you saw, there's a lot of resources there, a lot of interesting opportunities. So don't forget to make sure you've downloaded that. All right. Let's go back to the American Journey experience. Take it away.
17: Thank you, Peter. It's good to be here. As you said, my name is Noah DeGarmo. I work in the education department at Mercury One, a nonprofit founded in 2011 by Glenn Beck to restore the human spirit through various programs, one of which is the American Journey Experience, a history museum unlike any other, where people can view our vast artifact collection, get a hands-on experience of our nation's history, and learn the truth about America. To know this truth, we need to go back to the primary source documents, many of which we have here in the American Journey vault. Among our collection, we have this document, a facsimile from 1829 of Thomas Jefferson's original rough draft of the Declaration of Independence, written in his handwriting. Here you can see various edits made by Dr. Franklin and Mr. Adams. But the most significant thing about this draft is this paragraph here. This is among Jefferson's list of grievances against the king, and here he's discussing the evil of the slave trade. Before the revolution, many colonists tried to ban the slave trade in their colonies, but those bans were vetoed by the king. So these colonists wanted independence from the British Empire, so they would have the freedom to ban the slave trade in their colonies. Although Jefferson fought very hard to keep this in, it ultimately was not included in the final draft of the the declaration because South Carolina and Georgia, who are still slave colonies, voted against it. However, it's important to remember that 11 of the 13 original colonies did vote for this, a fact that's not acknowledged by people like the 1619 Project, who try to paint America as entirely racist from its inception. This is only a taste of our artifact collection, which includes more than 160,000 items. Many of these artifacts you can see by touring our facility here in Dallas, Texas, A typical tour ranges from one to two hours but if you want a more extensive look into this history through the original documents we offer many different programs throughout the year these programs include the american journey experience family seminar where we host over 200 people of all ages as they learn about america's past directly from david barton tim barton and glenn beck supported by the primary source documents we have the aje summer institute where over two weeks, students 18 to 25 can dive even deeper into this history, and the AJE Teachers Conference, where teachers can learn the truth about our country's past and take that information back to their students. As the American Journey experience grows, we will continue to implement more programs, including virtual training courses and an online database where the public can research through our entire collection. For more information, you can visit us at mercuryone.org. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Great stuff. Need to plan a trip to Dallas. All right. Our next presenter is Generation Joshua. Take it away.
18: Thank you, Peter. And I am excited to talk to you and to your audience. Now, have you ever felt like politics is a mess? If so, you're not alone. Many young people stay out of politics and government because they feel insecure about their knowledge, and they aren't sure that they'll actually be able to make a difference. This often leads to people describing themselves as not very political and allowing their voices to be silenced. But you know, the same people who consider themselves not very political, usually still have opinions. They usually think, for example, that injustice is bad, and they usually think that freedom and human rights should be a thing. My name is Jeremiah Lorig, and I work with Generation Joshua, a civics organization for teens. At Gen J, we've made it our mission to demystify the murky waters of politics and to offer our students a concrete entry point to engaged c- citizenship. This mission is motivated by a deeply held belief that young people should be taken seriously and that their voices really do matter. And we don't just make this up, it's an American tradition. At the time of the Declaration of Independence, many of our founding fathers and founding mothers were in their t- teens or early 20s. Don't worry, we're not expecting you to be the next Betsy Ross or Alexander Hamilton. Although you might be. The point is, young people's voices don't only matter when they turn 18. Your voice matters today. And we can teach you how to use it. Like any other subject or skill, you don't magically know what it means to be an engaged citizen overnight. That is why Gen J creates a ton of opportunities to help you on that journey. We have online courses, local Gen J clubs, week-long summer camps, and political and crisis simulations that put you in the role of our nation's leaders and give you a chance to epically succeed or maybe massively fail. But don't worry. It's pretend. You can't actually start a real war. But we're not afraid of big challenges or tough questions. We believe that the ideas behind America are truly special and they hold up to scrutiny. We dig into the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and we push back against shallow trends that thrive on damaging mischaracterizations of America's past. America is not a perfect nation and it never has been, but it is a special nation that has led the world toward freedom and true justice. Staying involved is how we keep the best parts of America while fixing what is broken. If you're up for the challenge, we have the training, resources, and experiences to get you up to speed. Ignore people who say that your voice shouldn't matter yet. Discover knowledge that will empower you to engage your world with clarity, strategy, and character. Together, we can preserve the best of America for the future. To learn more, visit generationjoshua.org. Special
2: nation indeed. Thank you very much, Jeremiah. All right, our next presenter, NCFCA Christian Speech and Debate. Go for it.
19: Thank you so much, Peter. I'm super excited to be with you all today. We have instant access and more words we live in an age of communication where the average person can interact with an international audience almost at will. Yet the conversation has been become politicized and muddled. The art of civil discourse, of reasoning together in pursuit of the best answers for our country and our world has all but been lost. We understand that talking about fundamental ideas is the way that we can influence others and bring about necessary change. Unfortunately, that conversation often devolves into a war of words that polarizes and demeans and divides. So how do we help our children rise above the shouting and confusion to stand boldly for freedom and the pursuit of truth? We need to equip them with the communication skills and confidence that invites compassionate, intellectually challenging dialogue, even while tackling weighty, emotionally charged issues. And that's exactly what we're doing at NCFCA. For 25 years, NCFCA Christian Speech and Debate League has come alongside families to challenge and equip tens of thousands of Christian middle school and high school students to become better thinkers and speakers. Through our educational and competitive opportunities, we help them learn to think analytically about the real-life issues and then to grow in grace and confidence in their communication. Students have the option to participate in two styles of debate and 10 different speech events. These help them understand the philosophical values that our country was built on about policies that affect all of us and gives them an opportunity to speak confidently about subjects that matter to them. Participation in speech and debate teaches our students to think deeply about things that matter in a civil society in a fun and engaging way. Effective communication can change the tone of disagreement and unite people from all backgrounds to address the very real issues that that our day has. We have the unique and exciting opportunity to prepare these young people um, to make a lasting and positive impact on the world around them. NCFCA offers both in-person and online opportunities around the country so that students can participate and that you as a parent, a grandparent, or a member of the community can serve as a judge to give them constructive feedback. Visit our website at ncfca.org to learn about participation and to see the schedule of events, to find out what's happening in, online and in your local area. Join us to equip the next generation of effective communicators.
2: That is exactly what we need. More people to fun- communicate effectively, not with yelling. Uh, That is wonderful. All right, we have one more presentation. Unfortunately, it's not a group that could be with us live, but we do have a short video from the American Cornerstone Institute. So we'll bring that up now.
20: Imagine a collection of historically backed, scientifically grounded and interactive patriotic lessons on American core values at your fingertips. A fully digitized curriculum seamlessly delivered to you with just a few mouse clicks. Well, stop imagining. Little Patriots is the turnkey, online, and interactive, innovative, patriotic education for all ages. Little Patriots is a program created by the American Cornerstone Institute, founded by world-renowned neurosurgeon and the 17th Secretary of the Department of Housing and Urban Development, Dr. Ben Carson. Our secure platform allows for age-level, customized content to be seamlessly delivered through individual learner and parent logins. Parental and teacher access ensures that students will have untethered access at home and on the go. Just log in, open the lessons, and be confident to start teaching, learning, and applying the American core values kids need at school and in life. It's that easy. Lessons may feature video mini lectures, whiteboard explainers, animated short stories, and interactive classroom activities. Through Little Patriots, we can educate today's youth and students through interactive and engaging technology. Topics are smartly organized, and our custom software provides engaging visual appeal. Lessons can be paused and restarted to unpack concepts and definitions, and picked up at any point if not completed. Parents and teachers can rest easy, as the safe and compliant software provides a layer of accountability and data protection. It's time to invest in our country's most valuable asset, our children and start inspiring them through the Little Patriots learning platform today.
2: Okay, well, with that video, we have rounded out our presenters, uh, which is very exciting. And so now we're gonna go one more time to our um, to our review board. But as we do, this is your last chance to vote. We're gonna vote for that last group of speakers. And uh, which one of those really stood out to you as one that is going to have an impact, could have an impact for you. Cast your vote for it. Hit submit. And uh, as you make your choice, let's hear a little bit from our review board again. Again, they're going to provide some positive feedback on what we just heard. And first, we are going to hear from Jolly Swag. Jolly is an eighth-grade poet and entrepreneur right in the core demographic of a lot of these things. Jolly, what did you see that stood out?
21: I definitely really like all the presenters. Um, I really like that nf ncfca christian speech and debate and how they kind of give youth the opportunity to kind of just speak in a kind of welcoming platform where they're not arguing and they equip them with communication skills and confidence and it's open to middle schools and i really appreciate that also like how they have the speech and debate aspect because at my school have speech and debate and it's something that i'm interested in and I also really like the Generation Joshua because youngs, um, how it's important how youngsters out of politics and they kind of need to get into it because <laughs> young people are America's future. And I really appreciate that. And I genuinely like all of them, and I really appreciate what they're doing for our society and to keep our country together.
2: Thanks, Jolly. Yeah, a lot of that was a that was a great group. They're all great. A lot of really good stuff. All right, the final member of our review board we're going to hear from now is Dr. Alan Gelzo. He is a senior research scholar at the Council of Humanities and director of the James Madison Programs Initiative on Politics and Statesmanship at Princeton University. Uh, so, Alan, what stood out to you?
0: All right, I believe uh, I have everything turned on properly. There you go. Do I? I uh-huh. hope. All right, very good. All of these presentations are not only impressive for the energy and the work that has gone into them. But they're also reassuring because in the midst of so much that we hear today that can very easily convince us that we have lost our compass as a nation in terms of our fundamental values, it is encouraging to hear from organizations like these how much work is being done to recover and to stabilize that sense of a compass that was laid down beginning in 1776, really even before that, but captured in 1776 in our Declaration, and then in 1787 in our Constitution, and in so much of our history since then. In looking at the various presenters, I was very impressed by Noah de Gamos, presentation, and use of documents. Being a historian by profession, the use of documents to me is absolutely vital because that is what takes you back to the fundamental ground nature of how to do these kinds of things. When you understand what was actually said by the actors in American history, then you have the capacity, you have the opportunity to talk authoritatively about them, and that is vitally important. Jeremiah Larig's Generation Joshua also took my attention for how it opens up for young people so much of the details of the political process and how people participate in them. It offers a practical way of learning for young people how politics is done in a realistic fashion and it teaches them some of the ups and a few of the downs of the way in which politics does get done. And so it's extremely important for training, a collection of
20: historically backed, scientifically grounded and and interactive patriotic lessons on American
0: and their strategies. And then Kim Cromer with the NCFCA. I particularly am attracted to any program that helps to promote debate, having written about Lincoln and Douglas and their great debates, which were central events in American history. Reasoned discourse, yes. That's uh, Kim, you could not be more correct when you say that that seems to be something that we have almost completely lost our grip uh, upon. Being able to take that into schools, and especially Christian schools, which often simply do not have the resources otherwise, helps young people to grow in confidence, to engage in debate as Lincoln and Douglas did, and as you described in 10 other speech acts. These are things which will strengthen and train us for a future in which we can sit down and reason with each other instead of acting by impulse, by rage, and by violence. Finally, the American Cornerstone Institute offers the opportunity to access through software through its Little Patriots program, an opportunity around the country, unlimited by immediate geographic location, to be able to speak to these questions of the American past and of the American future. Take them all together, and to me, while each of them has a separate mission and a specific target, taken together what they offer, I think, is a measure of hope. Hope for a coming generation, coming for future generations, in the American future. Thank you very much.
2: I think you're exactly right. I think they do offer a lot of hope. I hope all of you watching were inspired by these presentations. Now, we're done with the presentations. But before we let you go, we'd love to take one more look at what we heard today. I'm going to invite all of our review board back. And we're going to just very quickly let them have a final thought, maybe an insight about a presentation they didn't speak about, or some big picture thing that they saw uh, and we'll just go back in order in the order we heard him. Greg, uh, anything you want to add to kind of wrap us up?
8: Yeah, there's a quote I'd like to say. It comes from Gen- uh, General Bill Creech. Uh, this was from really the Gulf War. Uh, it's a leader's vision has power only to the extent it is shared by those who are asked to carry it out. I thought every one of these presentations hit on an area of exactly what he's talking about. Um, there's uh parental uh, guidance here and how to have parents to be able to talk uh, to their students or their child. There's um, uh, the education of teachers and uh, teaching them content. There's actual physical facts that are being held up for people to read and amazing things. The 11 colonies out of 13 that, you know, voted against slavery and so on. Uh, If you can convey Your vision and our vision, I think collectively, of what the United States is really about and what it stands for and what our forefathers uh, wanted us to have here and uh, succeeded, and we will continue to succeed. There there are good times coming. I'm, I'm very positive about that, especially after today and listening to these people talk. This is what is going to change our country. This is what is going to have young people actually rallying around. They see it coming from all different areas. And uh, it's been very exciting. So if you're going to be a leader, make sure that your vision connects. Make sure you know your content. Make sure you know how to talk with people and be persuasive. We talked about that today, too. Uh, And uh, you will become a a very effective leader uh, for America. Thank
2: you, Greg. Definitely reasons for optimism after all we heard. Jill, what about you from the educator perspective?
9: Yeah, I think what um, I was so impressed with is that every one of the groups, whether it was from the Little Patriots, and I'm kind of laughing because I forwarded that link to several of my friends because I saw it on Secretary Pompeo's social media, and I started throwing it out to my friends to say, you need to start getting your kids engaged with patriotism. But I think what I loved about each one of the groups is they had really distinct ways of solving the problem that I see that we need to have solved. And that is, um, how do we make being a patriotic American cool again? And so I loved what each one of these programs did is trying to engage at the a young level all the way to the high school level and in between engaging parents whether it's remotely or um you know in person and i'm sitting here thinking oh man maybe i wouldn't have retired if i would have had these greats these great resources at my fingertips uh when i was teaching civics but um just I, i echo my colleague before me that there's a great deal of hope and that this indeed you guys indeed have um nailed some of the ideas and solutions for, in my estimation, of how do we make being patriotic cool again. So great job on on your presentations.
2: I love that. Make patriotism cool again. Let's do it. All right, Natalia, what do you uh, what kind of final insights do you have to share?
14: Yeah, um, I just wanted to thank all the presenters for presenting today. I think each of them had good information that would be beneficial and great for all ages, not just college students. Um, yeah, I really just enjoyed all of it. And I'm excited to send all those links to the faculty at the University of Alabama. And I, again, think each one plays an important role in going back to our founding principles and engaging in debates, which is a big part of college, uh, the college experience. And I think that, given the recent censorship going around, uh, it's really important that we go back to our founding principles and start engaging more in debate, and uh, because it is homecoming week, I'm going to say roll tide to that.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you very much, Natalia, and uh, and I think that perspective from the campus is, is great. Stacy, what did you see? What any? What final words from you?
15: So I have to say that um, I get a lot of pushback on radio because I'm a. Sunny disposition. I really prefer to be as positive as possible. And uh, today, during this presentation, I saw great support to buttress my position that America is still not only savable, but a viable, living, breathing entity—the greatest experiment we've ever had. And so, I, I just encourage people um, to take what we learned today, what we saw in the presentations, and to, um, to use it and and spread the message around. The left utilizes institutions from K-12 education, university system, they utilize all of that to spread their message and to make it a, uh, a, a a means of effectively changing the minds of our youth and then our political system. And these organizations that presented today are the not only the, the answer to that, but they're the new foundation and, and root of how we can spread patriotism, love of country, love of, of neighbor, love of of, of <clears throat> our institutions, how we can love them again and make them effective. So I thought it was just fantastic. I learned so much today and I plan to, to spread the message. Here's how, people ask me all the time, how do we fight back? Well, Level Up Civics just told us how. Support these organizations, spread their message, utilize their resources, um, and make sure that everyone around you knows how to do the same. So it was great to be here today. I'm so glad that um, Level Up Civics is gathering this this level of uh, resource for Americans
2: heritage (laughs) well we need happy warriors like you we all need to be happy warriors so stay optimistic stacy i think there as you say good reasons for it and and speaking of happy warriors we can have a more appropriately named person to go next jolly what's uh what's a big takeaway
21: for you so i really like all the panelists i feel like they kind of gave me a great feel for what's coming america i really appreciate constituting america where they host a competition for scholarship money for students and also host competition for teachers um the american journey experience i think it's really cool how they have one hundred sixty thousand items at the museum in dallas texas it's somewhere that i would definitely love to see in generation Do- joshua they highlight how young people should be taken spe- seriously which is something that i feel like is passed over a lot of times and i feel like it should have more importance because the young people is what's the future of america And I really appreciate NCFCA Christian Speech and Debate, how they equip middle schoolers with communication skills and confidence, because I feel like that's really important for children in all aspects of life. And I really like the American Cornerstone Institute, where they customize content and lessons to be shared. And I feel like that's going to be really helpful for all teachers around the globe. And I want to thank Heritage Foundation for having me and for them providing this amazing platform for the organizations to kind of share their ideas. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Jolly. Glad you were a part of this. All right, so to bring this to a close, Dr. Gelzo, why don't you give us a good big picture takeaway for all of us?
0: People sometimes ask me who my ancestors were. <laughs> and I can tell them you know, they came from this country, or that country, or the other country. But the real truth is that in America, we don't trace ancestry by those kinds of things. We trace ancestry by our ideas. So in that respect, who are my ancestors? My ancestors are Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. My ancestors are Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman. My ancestors are Ma Ingalls and Ida Strauss. Those are the people who are my ancestors. And the great thing about listening to these presentations today is what an opportunity young people have for learning about these ancestors that we all share in common great Americans from a great American past. And I have to say, listening to this and listening to responses, this actually makes me look forward to getting the products of these programs, these young people when they turn 18. I look forward to getting the products of these programs in my classes at Princeton. And that will be a marvelous event and a wonderful treat for me, and I hope for them, too. So if our friend from Alabama can invoke an Alabama slogan, I will invoke a Princetonian one. And I will say, for all of the tigers represented by these programs, let them roar.
2: Wonderful. Well, we need these ideas to roar out there. So that's drawing us towards a close. I have just a few housekeeping items that I want to make sure you're aware of, and then a final thought as we depart. So this program is going to be available for you to look at again on YouTube uh, about 48 hours from now. And we're going to send you a follow-up email with a link. Share this with people who can use these resources, uh, that homeschooling parent down the, down the road, that uh, other family that's expressing frustration that they're not getting these things, that one that won't stop talking about their trip to Jamestown. Send them these things because uh, there's so many good resources here. Speaking of which, going to the, those resources on the right side of your screen, don't forget to download that collection of one-pagers. All the links that you need to get access to everything we talked about here today is there, from the, the scholarship competitions, to the resources, to the boxes, to the debate, all of it is there. Make sure you download that because uh, it's, it's going to be great, as well as a link to Level Up Civics website and more on the living map that Angela talked about at the top of the show, that's at levelupcivics.org. You'll see a link for that there as well. We're also going to send you, after this event, a survey. Would love for you to complete that and give us uh, some good feedback because we want to bring the ideas that you have and you care about into the public square. So watch for that. Watch for more upcoming events from Heritage uh, at heritage.org slash events. On behalf of Angela Saylor, the Vice President of the Fulner Institute of Heritage, I want to thank all of our great panelists for sharing so many great insights here in the 2021 National Civics Expo. And thank you to our review panel who gave some great insights and to our audience for joining us. You know, as you've seen today, there are so many great resources out there available for the younger generation to help them build their civic knowledge. But let's not forget the role that you and I as adults, as parents, as educators, whether credentialed or not, uh, we play in all this. There is always more to do in terms of sharpening our own understanding of the founding principles and the governing ideals that make this nation great. The more we
3: know, the better we can pass down the torch of liberty to the next generation. So.